Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. Just really want to appreciate everyone who's here at church today. Please make sure that you leave your information so that I can contact you, send you an email, uh, just say thank you for coming. Amen. We just appreciate you being here. Uh, one person that I did not mention that needed prayer is Michelle Napier. She's uh, struggling with her sickness, and uh, she just needs a miracle. Amen. She needs a miracle. So we have several people who are struggling with their sickness today. Uh, again, Michelle, Bobby, uh, I'm going to be visiting with Bobby on Tuesday, and uh, then, of course, my parents, and uh, Margaret, and PJ. PJ, when I visited with him this past week, he was doing great. He was up, joking around, and uh, he, he was, well, he, for those of you who know PJ, he was just being PJ, to be honest, and his wife kept putting her hands in her face and which I knew he was okay and uh, but you know we just when you come out from a mini stroke there's some challenges that you have and so we just want to pray for PJ amen and you know I don't know about you but I'm kind of tired of the devil coming in and messing up people's lives aren't you so can we just have the prayer of faith right now to believe that God's going to do something in their life can we just do that stop where you are right now let's pray father once again we come to you God and God, we understand your sovereignty, Lord. We understand, the Lord, that you control all things. But Lord, we simply ask you for healing for the people that I just named, God. Father, I know that you can heal Michelle and Margaret, Father, and Bobby and PJ and even my parents, God. I know that you can heal them, Lord, with just a simple touch, a word spoken, God. I know that you can do it, Father. And so, Lord, I pray that right now you do that, God. We speak the word, your word to them. You said by your stripes they are healed, God. We speak that word, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, let it be done, Father. Amen and amen again. Again, I'm so glad that you're here today. We've been talking the past few weeks about what does it mean to be a Christian. Amen. What does it mean? And again, I use that word Christian, but really what I should be saying is, what does it mean to be a believer? Amen? So a lot of people claim to be a Christian. And we all know Romans 10, 9, believe on the Lord with, you know, with, all your, or with your heart and say it with your mouth and you'll be saved. And that technically makes you a Christian. And I use the word technically because there's a lot of people who proclaim they're Christians, but they really don't live the lifestyle to back it up. Amen? You ever seen someone do that? You ever had someone in your life? You ever been like that? You know, like, I'm a believer, but, you know, you're over there cursing and, and drinking and doing all those things that believers really don't do. Amen? And, and we, we look at people like that, and the world looks at people like that, and, and, and aren't even, not, it's not even just drinking and, and, 
and swearing and all that. Sometimes it's the way we treat people, right? You ever had someone treat you very badly, but they go to church? You ever had that before? You ever had a, you ever had a pastor say something mean to you? And that just cut you down and made you feel bad about yourself? You ever had another believer talk behind your back and tell other people that you're a horrible person? Those, those things are not done by people who follow Christ. Amen? They may go to church. Amen? They may go to church, but they don't follow Christ. Amen? They, they, may, they may show up and they may give out their money and give to the church and they may go on missions trips, but that doesn't make you a follower of Christ. What makes you a follower of Christ is to do the things that He did. The Bible says that Jesus went about doing good. He went about doing good. And that's something that we in the church have forgotten because we're too focused on that next level. We're too focused on things that really don't matter. Amen? We need to be focused on doing good things. Amen? We want to be a blessing in people's lives. We want to touch people. We want to reach people. And we can't reach people unless we're willing to get on in the dirt with them and experience life with them. Amen? We need to show them that we love them. We need to show them that we care about them. And the only way we can do that is that I stand over them and say, we love you. We have to get down in the dirt with them and say that we love them. Amen? And so when we're talking about what does it mean to be a, uh, to be a believer, we're not talking about people who go to church. We're talking about people who, who like the old song. I love this old song. I have decided to follow Jesus. Remember that old song? I have decided to follow Jesus. You guys know that? I have decided to follow Jesus. Come on, sing it with me. It's easy. I have decided to follow Jesus. I like this part. No turning back. No turning back. Isn't that a great song? Man, sometimes we used to go back and sing the old songs, don't we? I have decided. There was something about our, our elders and uh, people who were come before us. They understood that to follow Jesus, man, sometimes you just need to sing about it because it's not easy, is it? Is it easy to follow Jesus? Or is it a life filled with peril and trouble and heartache and frustration? Now, that sounds, wow, Pastor, that doesn't sound exciting. Well, it is, though. Life, life is hard. And when you're a believer, life comes at you even harder. Amen. That's why we come to church and we pray and we cry. <laughs> Amen. You know, it, but we do that because we know that God's going to be with us. We do that and we, because we know and we feel that we're not walking through this life alone. Amen. We're walking with God. Amen. We're walking with God, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. He walks beside us. He walks behind us. He walks in front of us. He walks above us. We are covered by His blood and by His grace. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. But if we're going to come to church, if we're going to say we're a believer, if we're going to profess that we're a believer, then I'll be straight with you, we need to act like it. Can I say that again? For emphasis? Can, can, I, can I lay down some stuff this morning on you? Can I show you in love that we Christians don't do what we say we think we do? 
Can I say that we don't fulfill the Great Commission the way that we thought? Like we talked about last week about going into all the world. We just need to go to Juneau right now. Amen. But you know what we need to do as believers? We need to fight. Now, Steve, I got some of your attention. You're like, yeah, pastor, let's fight. Who are we fighting? Well, the devil. I don't need to fight anybody else. I need to fight the devil. The, move, the, the horror movies of today have made us afraid of the devil like he's got some kind of power. Can I tell you right now the devil has no power except that which you give him? Come on, let me say that again. The devil has no power except what you give him. Oh, pastor, I've woken up in the middle of the night and something grabbed me and, and it made me scared. Grab it back. Okay, if you're going to mess with my sleep, I'm going to mess with yours, okay? Listen, the devil don't scare me, amen? If the, you know, if the devil tries to bite me, I'm going to bite him back, okay? If he's going to take somebody from my church, I'm going to go down to the hospital and win somebody else to the Lord, amen? Come on, let's stop being afraid of the devil, amen? The devil ain't nothing, okay? He's got nothing on you. He is a toothless lion that can't handle it. And the moment you say the name Jesus... Come on. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. Don't have to understand. I know the name Jesus. Pastor, you don't get it. He's showing up in my room. Well, then whatever is in your room that's inviting him, kick it out. Oh, no. Here we go. You can't have horror books in your room and expect the devil to stay out. I can't go in there. Of course you can go in there. You've invited him, amen. You can't be watching movies on television that invite the devil into your house and not get upset the devil's in your house, amen. If we want victory over the devil, I'm going to give you something. You need to take this foot with the word of God and kick him out. Ow, that hurt. <laughs> we need to kick him out, amen. We need to kick the devil out of your life. You need to kick the devil out of your family. You need to kick the devil out of your car. You need to kick the devil out of your job, amen. You need to kick the devil out of your heart, amen. Quit inviting him for dinner. He's not that good company, amen. I don't know why we invite him to dinner and expect him to and get frustrated why he stays, amen. He's like that unwanted in-law that comes and never leaves, amen, and destroys the house. He's destroying your life. Kick him out, amen. Kick him out of your life, amen. <laughs> Pastor, you don't understand the trouble I'm going through. Listen, we all go through trouble. We do, amen. Anybody in here not going through trouble right now? Because if you're not, get ready, it's about to happen, okay. But... Some of you have trouble in your life because you can't decide if Jesus or the devil is your best friend. Come on. Where's he still toed shoes at? Is it hitting somebody? I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just preaching some truth here, okay? If you're flirting with the devil and dating Jesus, you need to make up your mind, okay? You can't flirt with the devil because the devil wants 100% ownership just like Jesus does. You need to choose Jesus, amen? And then you need to fight the devil, amen? Because the devil comes in all flirtatious to say, hey, kind of saddles up to you, DMs you a little bit. For those of you who don't know what DM is, you're old, okay? <laughs> I don't know what it means either. I just heard it. 
All right? So they, he slides up and he says, hey, can I get, you know, I just want to hang out. I just want to have some fun. Can we just watch this TV show right now? It's okay. It's, can we just watch this TV? Yeah, I can watch this show. I'm a believer. I can handle it. No. Man, every, we, there's some things that we watch sometimes that should grieve our hearts. Amen? There's some things that we do that grieves our hearts. We need to fight the devil because he's not going to get out of your life and out of your home and out of your family. Amen? He's not going to get out of your home or your family unless we fight, fight, fight. We've got to be willing to put on the armor of God. Amen? We've got to be willing to rise up and say no more. No more. I want you to say this to your neighbor. Look at them when the devil tries to come into your life. Say this word to your neighbor. No more. Now wives and husbands don't look at each other and say no more like that. Okay? I don't mean that. Okay? Some of you got awfully excited. No more. You. All right? No, we're talking about the devil, okay? Listen, some of, you, some of you can't get along with your spouse because the devil's too much in your life. And you're maybe looking at someone else when your eyes should be on your spouse, amen? Quit looking at other things. Look at your spouse, praise God. Oh, I didn't know I was going to go down this road, but here we go. Amen? If you're tired of your spouse, really what you're saying is you're tired of yourself, Amen? Your spouse was given to you by God, and God gives good things, amen? God gives good things, amen? And if God gives good things, then he didn't give you something that needs to be changed, okay? God gave you a great thing. The Bible says, he who finds a wife founds a good thing, amen? Praise God. You're not going to find you a wife in the magazine. Mm. Yeah, I said it. Those little magazines where the girls don't know how to wear clothes. Now, girls, let you think I'm talking to the, just the men. Guess what? Women are more addicted to pornography than they ever have been. So women, you're not going to find satisfaction in that. Well, pastor, I don't have anybody yet. That doesn't mean that God's not going to give you somebody. And until he does, be pure and holy with him. Amen? Amen. Live in purity. Amen? Come on now, live in purity, amen? The church needs to stop being so passive about the devil, amen? We need to, I'm not talking, I'm not trying to make this all about the devil. What I'm trying to say is that we are considered an army. You know what an army does? You know what an army does? We what? We fight, right? You think we're sitting here to just live in the barracks and do kumbaya and gossip? No, we're supposed, we're not a cruise ship, brothers and sisters. We are a battleship, amen. We are a God-ordained battle station that is meant to take out the demonic forces of Juno, amen. We are here to take out the devil in the small place, in the big place, in the place that he hides. We are here to take out the devil and cast him out of Juno, amen. But before we can cast the devil out of Juno, we need to cast him out of our homes, amen. We need to cast them out of our homes, amen. You need to stop going home and say, I can do this, I can do that. Listen, the Bible says I can do all things through Christ, but we forget that word through Christ, amen. You cannot sin through Christ. You cannot live a vile life through Christ. You cannot do things that are wrong through Christ. The only thing you can do through Christ is live holy and acceptable to God, amen. Come on now. It's time for the church of God. It is time for the church of God to act right, live right, and do right.
Amen? We need to act right. Whatever else I said, that was the spirit of the moment. I can't remember it, but you do. Do right, whatever. Live right. <laughs> There's the times the Holy Ghost comes on me and then I forget what I say. It's called ageism. Praise God. Hey, guess what? I haven't even got to my sermon yet. It's 12 o'clock. We're going to be here a while. Praise God. I'm going to tell you this morning, we need to live for God. I don't know about you, but I am tired of the devil having his way in my church. Amen? By the way, this should be your church too, okay? This isn't just my church. This is our church. I'm tired of the devil having his way in your family. Amen? I'm tired of the devil having his way in our lives. Amen? I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing things in our classroom where kids are hitting teachers. I'm tired of hearing where kids are saying words to teachers that we don't even allow on television. That's pretty bad, right? I'm tired of kids coming into school and they haven't even been fed because mom and dad is too drunk to know what's going on. I'm tired of going downtown on, on Saturday night and Friday night and see people in the bars not even knowing who they are because they're so full of whiskey and wine, not realizing they're giving their life over to the devil once more. I'm tired of the devil having his way in Juno. I'm tired of the drunk in the corner not knowing God, gambling away his fortune and his family. I'm tired of the mom not knowing where dad is, dad not knowing where the mom is. I'm tired of the child going hungry and not knowing where mom and dad is. I'm tired of the devil having his way in Juno, amen. I don't know about you, but I'm a little fired up this morning because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the devil winning, amen. I want to declare victory right now for the house of God. But if we're going to fight, if we're going to fight, notice what the Bible never says, dude. The Bible never says protest. I see people protesting all the time. We protest you. Christians doing that. And I looked in the Word of God, and guess what? I can't find it. You know what they do? They do two things. They pray and they read the Word of God. I'm tired of Christians feeling like they can change people's hearts legally. You're not going to change people's hearts. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Amen? Listen, I want Planned Parenthood shut down. I want it shut down. I want our assembly to act ethically. Instead of the interest of oil or whoever else owns them, I think they should wear patches like NASCAR. That way we know who owns them. Amen? I read that somewhere and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I want an honest government. We're not going to get that unless the Holy Ghost comes down. Amen? We need to win this battle against the devil because our very families are at stake. Amen? Our very city is at stake. We've got to stop pretending that it's okay. We need to hit it head on because I want to tell you something, brothers and sisters, this morning, it is not okay. Our city is in dire straits. No one's willing to admit it. No one's willing to talk about it, but I'm here to declare. We have a mental health crisis in this city. We have people who don't even know who they are anymore. We have a jail filled of people who continually commit crimes because they don't know what else to do. And society doesn't accept them anymore. We have people confused at what gender identity they are. We have people who don't know the right way and they're anti-God. We need the Holy Ghost to come down. So how do we do it? How do we do it? Well, I'm going to tell you one thing. It's not going to happen if we just come here and sing a couple songs and I preach and we go home. 
That's not, it's not going to happen. Because if, if that was the case, we'd have already had revival in Alaska. Amen? We'd have already had revival all over the world. If just preaching did it alone, we would do it, right? You see, somehow we've given that mantle to the pastor like it's all on him. Revival comes because the pastor says so. And I'm going to tell you, again, if that were true, we come because we're an army and we fight. How do we fight? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 says this. Please put that up. This is going to be the only verse that is up there this morning. He says, take the helmet of salvation. Everybody in this room saved today? That was pretty weak. Man, if you asked me if I was saved, yes, Pastor, I'm saved. All right? Is it the Seahawks jersey that's throwing you off? Yes? Amen. It's distracting? I agree. It burns. But like I got demonic forces on me right now. Praise God. I take it off, but you wouldn't want that. <laughs> Amen. Isn't it good we can laugh? If I took this shirt off, you would laugh more. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Now Paul, Paul here makes a distinction because the helmet of salvation, he doesn't really explain that and the belt of truth, he doesn't really explain that, but he takes a moment to explain the sword of the Spirit. And what is the sword of the Spirit? The what? I'm sorry, what? So what you're telling me is this Bible, which is the Word of God, this Bible, which is the Word of God, this is my sword? No, that seems weird. Because if I do like this, it feels like I couldn't win a victory like that. And that's what some Christians feel like. That's what they think. They, they take that literally and they don't understand. So we're going to explain this today. What you need to understand is the word of God is the very words that God spoke. Amen? The very words that God spoke have power. Come on now. The very words God spoke have power. The very words God spoke has power. Okay, that was good. The very words God spoke have power, amen? But how come we don't use the word of God? Do we? When we pray, do we speak the word of God? Or does our prayer consist of, oh me, oh my? Where's my ATM machine, God? God, I want, I want, I want, I want. But we don't speak the word of God, amen? But you know why we don't speak the word of God? Because we don't know the word of God. We don't, this is our most valuable tool in our weaponry. It's the only offensive weapon we have in our battle that God has given us. Everything else is defensive. We got the helmet of salvation. What does a helmet protect? Your head, right? How many want their head protected? 
How many understand that your mind is a battlefield, amen? The, the enemy is always going to come to you and say, you're not saved, you're not saved. Oh, no, that's not true. I got my helmet of salvation. You can't touch me today, amen? Anybody forgotten their helmet of salvation sometimes? We got the belt of truth. The truth is the center of everything we do. Our feet are shod with the gospel of uh, the peace, amen? And the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith. All those are defensive. He says, but no, I got you because I want you to join in this battle with me. I'm going to give you a sword, amen? And you know what the sword is? The sword is the word of God. Amen. The sword is the word of God. We have to speak the word of God. Amen. But we don't speak the word of God because we don't know the word of God. Come on now. You, you know, here's our example. In Luke chapter 4, when the enemy come against Jesus, Satan himself came to tempt Jesus. Amen. Satan himself came to tempt Jesus, and he, he was said, if you do this, you know, I know you're hungry because he was fasting for 40 days. Anybody fasted for multiple days before? I fasted for a meal, and I thought I was going to die. It was lunch. And I was like, dear God. <laughs> I was like, please. And my family sat in front of me, and they're eating. This is good, Dad. Aren't you hungry? Shut up. Anybody ever fasted for multiple? I fasted for a couple days once, and that man, I thought I that was it. I'm I'm done. Lord, break this fast right now in the name of Jesus. But the Lord fasted for forty days, and the enemy come to him. And, and I'm not going to take time to read this story, but he came to him and he said, "Hey, listen, why don't you? If you're truly the Son of God, and isn't that how the devil comes to you? He kind of twists the words of God. He twists things." He's manipulative. Man, I, 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 I just can't stand the devil because he just, he's destroyed so many things in people's lives. He comes and he says, he goes, hey, if you're really, if you're really the son of God, why don't you turn these stones into bread? See, he was hitting him where he was spiritually, right? Last night, Carol came over and fixed us some Barbecue pork chops and cabbage and potato salad. See, this is why I don't fast very well. And man, it was so good. And I, I was over at Carlene's uh, family, their birthday dinner yesterday, and we were able to enjoy just some great Haitian food, and it was wonderful. And I just, man, I was just, I had two meals last night. And I felt like I was going to fast one day, so I'm just preparing for that by having two meals. Amen. But he came to him and in his moment of need, he says, hey, if you're really Jesus, I want you to turn this into bread. And Jesus didn't look back at him and said, nuh-uh, get the, you know, uh, you're not doing that. I'm going to church tomorrow. My pastor says no. <laughs> Jesus didn't say that. You know what he said? He goes, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. You know what Jesus was doing? He was quoting out of Deuteronomy, amen? He was quoting the word of God. See, when the devil comes at us, we think the way to get rid of the devil is to go on social media. Dear Facebook. Because <laughs> Facebook cares. <laughs> Please pray for me. Listen, I'm not mocking you if you've done that, but just come on, bear with me, okay? Please pray for me, and then we got a bunch of people 
care. Right? And listen, I'm not against that, but at some point, can we just start speaking the word of God back to the devil when he tries to speak to us? Amen? Why? Do we think that social media has any effectiveness at all? Or we go to, we go to church and we, ask, we, you know, we tell everybody else and we don't tell God. Amen? God's given you a weapon in the battle. He is saying, speak the word of God. Amen? It, listen, here's the great thing about the word of God. Because people say, well, I don't know what to say. Well, I'm going to help you out there. You may help you out when you don't know what to say. First of all, we open the Bible. First thing, okay? Well, pastor, I don't know where to go. Here's the great thing about the Word of God. 100% is the Word of God. It doesn't matter if it's applicable or not. It's the Word of God, amen? And the Bible said, Psalms 1, verse 1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight, you know what delight means? Delight means happiness. Is anybody happy this morning? Okay, everybody's frowning. I need to see some, I need to see some teeth, okay? If you don't have all your teeth, it's okay. Okay, praise God. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. When you do this, the Bible says he will be like a tree, firmly planted by streams of water, which yields his fruit. Maybe you don't have fruit right now. Maybe you feel like you're struggling. Listen to the word of God. It says he yields his fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers. That is the word of God, brothers and sisters. Pastor, is the word of God really that powerful? Is the words of God really that powerful? Well, let's check it out. Let's go back to the beginning. And by beginning, I don't mean the greatest game of baseball. Some of you got that. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said. God said. The Word of God. There was darkness. There was sadness. It was with the void. It didn't exist. Can I explain something to you? The universe, the universe didn't happen by some big bang. Big bang would mean that there had to be something there. The earth was void. It was formless. There was nothing there. And God said it. Oh, come on, guys. Don't go to sleep on me. Because if you go to sleep on me, I promise you I will talk longer. Or tell bad jokes. Either way. Do I need to get out my pom-poms this morning? Who wants to see the pom-poms? Yeah, yeah man, no. <laughs> I got the jersey on, I might as well cheer, right? Amen, praise God. He said, then God said, let there be light. You know what happened right after that? Wait, hold on. Are you sure? Did you read the scripture? God said, let there be light. And then there was water. 
Was there water? There was light, right? In other words, God is a God of control. He's not going to say one thing and something else happens, right? Amen? Amen. Come on, don't go to sleep. I'll preach longer, okay? Here's a little cheer. I did it, okay? <laughs> when God, <laughs> when, you've been waiting to see that, I know. When God says something, when God speaks, then something happens, okay? That is his word, amen? That is the word of God. When you speak the word of God into your life, something happens, amen? Let's, oh, hallelujah. When you speak the word of God, we're too long. We have not spoken the word of God over our lives. We have not. Listen, in my house, when I was growing up, there was scripture everywhere. And I hated it because I just thought it was weird. My friends would come over and they're like, man, your parents are religious. And I'd be like, yes, I know. I know. I know. But you know what? I remember those scriptures today. Because my mom and dad put up scripture in the house. They made scripture a central point of what we do. They looked at me when I was mad about something. They would look at me, have you prayed about it? I hated that. But you know what it made me do? It made me pray about things. Amen. They said, they look at me every day, have you read the word of God? Have you talked to God today? And I'm going to tell you something right now. Praise God. Have you talked to God today? Have you read the word of God? Listen, it's, some people say don't quote the word of God back to God. I'm saying why not quote the word of God back to God? Amen. Because you're putting the word of God out there and the word of God changes a situation. Amen. The word of God changes a situation. Amen. Oh God, I pray that you would just change things. Man, that's weak. <laughs> that's weak. The devil's like, man, I hear that prayer and I hope they don't start using the word of God. And all of a sudden you, got, you start going, blessed is the man who walks not in the count. Oh Lord, they're starting to use the word of God. The devil's like, oh no, oh no, we got to get out of here. They use the because when the word of God goes out, guess what it does? It creates. Ooh, did you know that, right? Come on, maybe your situation right now is not so good. Well, guess what? The word of God brings life. Amen. The word, oh hallelujah, oh hallelujah. The word of God brings life, honey. What you and I were going through, the word of God is going to bring life. The Word of God brings life, amen. He brings life, amen. Speak the Word of God. Psalms 27, though my mother and father forsake me, I will always serve you. I know I'm paraphrasing some things. You don't have to get it exactly right. Can I tell you a little secret? You don't even have to know where it's at in the Bible. Some people are so stressed out. Is that Psalms 27 or Psalms 103? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just speak the word of God. God didn't put the verses in there. Man did, okay? Let's not worry about that. Just try to get it as close as you can, okay? The Bible also says, as far as the east is from the west, so have you removed my transgressions from me. Amen. Jesus said, Rise and be healed. Peter said, rise and be healed. Amen. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, speak the word of God. Speak the word of God over your life. Speak the word of God. I'm tired of the devil. Who else is tired of the devil? Come on, who else is tired of the devil running over their life? 
Who else is tired of the devil doing whatever he wants? Who else is tired of the devil having his way in your life? It is time to put a stop to it. I can't put a stop to it in your life. I can't fix those things. But I can't give you the tools necessary. In the military, they have the, this term called the armorer. Okay, the armorer is the guy that supplies the tools, right? So right now, that's my job. I'm at the armor. I'm handing out the swords. I'm saying, here, here's the word of God. Here, here's the word of God. I want that back. <laughs> here's the word of God. 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 If you don't have a Bible in your home or on your phone and in your brain, you're missing something. Amen. And I don't care if it's in French, Creole, Russian. I don't care. It's the word of God. Amen. Well, Pastor, what translation do I use? I don't care. It's the word of God. Unless it's the Mormon translation. We don't do that. Okay. We need to read the word of God. We need to read the Word of God. You need the Word of God in your life. Amen. Listen to this. I'm bringing it to a close here. Go ahead and put on some music for me, please. There's three things we do with the Word of God. Three things. We hear the Word of God. We hear the Word of God. James says this, verse chapter 1, verses 22 through 25, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what that kind of man he was. That happens in church every Sunday. We deliver the word of God. We give you the word of God. And you go out and act whatever way you want. Don't get mad at me. It's the truth. Amen. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. And is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the word. This one will be blessed in what he does. The first step was we hear the word of God. And then we do and follow the word of God. We do and we follow the Word of God. If the Word of God tells you not to do something, then can I give you a little secret? Don't do it. Is that hard? Well, I don't agree with it, Pastor. I, didn't, I don't really care if you agree with it or not, to be honest with you. Well, this was written by a bunch of men. and Listen, we need to get past that debate, okay? It's the Word of God. If you want to talk about that, I'll talk with you about it. And I'm going to explain to you and show you how 66 men, I believe it is, or maybe it was less than that, or whatever the number is, wrote something that was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And even though they were different, even though they were different people, they proclaimed the same message. Can we get past the fact that it is a book of man and it is a book from God? We need to be followers of the Word of God. Psalms 119.105, your word is a lamp to my feet. Some of us are walking around in the dark, wondering why we keep getting hurt. We need the word of God in our lives, amen? And then finally, finally, we apply the word of God. We apply the word of God. 
We speak the word of God. Here's my challenge to you. You ready? This week, this week as you're going around and your mind starts to get clouded, open your Bible and begin to read it out loud. Read the word of God out loud. Amen? Listen, I don't care where it's at. That doesn't matter. It's the word of God. Read the word of God out loud and speak the word of God. And as you close the word of God, it goes, that was for you, devil. Because guess what? He can't stand the word of God. Man, you, listen, you remember in the movie, The Wizard of Oz, when she threw water, right? And what happened? You melted. I'm melting. That, imagine that to the devil in your life when you read the word of God. Hey man, the little demon of sin to it. The little demon that was assigned to you is going, ah! Probably wearing a Seahawks jersey too. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't get mad at me. That was supposed to be funny. But can we not, can we not listen to the devil? Can we not invite him to our house to party? Can we not invite him to our house and then get mad when he stays? Can we not speak the word of God and say, you got to go, okay? But you've been here. This has been your room for too long. You're way too comfortable. You act like you own the place. You need to get out my house right now, amen? You need to get out my house right now, amen? And by the way, by the way, you've been in my family's life for too long. You've been in my, oh, glory. If I start running. You've been in my family's life for too long. I'm going to speak over them, amen. And by the way, my friend is sick. I'm going to speak over them, amen. And by the way, you've been over my friend's life too long. You've been over my city's life for too long. You've been over the church's life for too long. We need to come against it with the word of God, amen. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of scornful, amen. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Did I say that properly? It doesn't matter what I'm just trying to get you to understand. We speak the word of God, amen. We speak the word of God, amen. We say the word of God. Listen, if all you say is Jesus wept, <laughs> then guess what? It's the word of God. Man, I never forget when I was young, they would, you would win money if you memorized scripture. All of us, John eleven thirty five. 35. Jesus wept. <laughs> if that's all you know, praise God. It's the word of God, okay? But listen, if we need to speak the word of God, how many got problems today? Speak the word of God. How many's got trouble today? Speak the word of God. That is your weapon. If you come into my home unannounced at night, ready to steal something, you're gonna meet my two friends. First name is Smith, the second one is Wesson. Smith and Wesson. You're gonna meet him and then you're gonna meet my other friend, his name is Jesus. If you come into my house unexpectedly trying to steal something, I'm gonna say, say your prayers, you're gonna go meet Jesus right now. I will take you out, amen? Why do we let the devil come into our home willingly, amen? The devil's not going to bow to Smith & Wesson, but he's going to bow to the Word of God. Amen? He's going to bow. Hey. Hey, you coming to my home? You coming to my home, devil? You coming to my home, devil? 
oh, okay, I got you. I got you. You think you can come into my home? I got you right now, devil. We're about ready to throw down right now. You're about ready to come into my church? We're going to throw down, devil. Here we go. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How about that, devil? You like that? Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Oh, wow, that's pretty awesome, devil. You want to hear another one? Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. How many think I'm crazy? Man, I'm trying to show you how to have victory. I'm tired of God's people walking around like they've been defeated. I don't see defeat in the Bible. I see victory. Oh, here's a good one, devil. How about this one? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, shall, they shall receive mercy. You see, sometimes you read the word of God and the, and the battle, and then the devil, and then the Lord starts speaking to you. Hey, you need to be merciful. Right? Blessed are those that are pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Do you know why we read the Bible here in this church? So for some of you, that's the only time that you get the word in your life. That's why we do that. We have Bible in the beginning. We have Bible in the, in the tithe and offering. We have Bible at the end. We have Bible throughout the sermon because some of us, that's the only time. But I'm challenging you right now. I'm challenging you. Say the word of God. Proclaim the word of God. I am, listen to me, okay? I'm releasing you to go fight. I'm releasing, and I, hey, listen, I'll fight with you, okay? And tonight, when we come together, we're going to fight. Tonight, when we have our prayer meeting, we're going to fight. Tonight, when we have prayer meeting, we're going to fight. We're going to get up and we're going to say scripture. We're going to get up and we're going to proclaim the word of God. And we're going to say things that tell the devil, you are not welcome in my family. You're not welcome in my church. You're not welcome in my city. You're not welcome in my village. You're not welcome in my culture. You're not welcome in me. You're not welcome in me. Because I'm going to tell you something. If God was in me, then I would love everybody. Amen? Racism would stop the moment the church stood up and became the church and acknowledged the things that have been done. We need to love each other. Amen? Stand with me, please. Oh, God, you are good. Everyone just bow their heads, please. Oh God, forgive me for the times, God, that I've come to you and not used your word the way that I should, God. 
You do not give us the sword for us to use on each other. You do not give us the sword to use on people that hurt us. You gave us the sword to use on the enemy, the enemy of our faith. Oh, Father, we speak your word. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Oh, God. Juno is a dark town, God. Not because of the weather. It is dark spiritually, Lord. Because of things that have been done to people. Because of things that have been said, Lord. It is time for healing to come, God. God, we speak healing and forgiveness through the word of God. Father, when Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, God, that is the words that we speak right now. We speak the word of God. We speak the word of God. We speak the word of God. Hallelujah, King. I want everybody to just continue to pray. The Lord is speaking to me right now. I'm waiting on him to confirm in me what he wants to do. It's okay if the children go ahead and come on up. That's fine. It's okay. Hallelujah. Can we just be still in the presence? The Bible says be still and know that I am God. Somebody needs healing today. The word of God says, by his stripes you are healed. If you need healing in your body, I'd like for you to come forward. Somebody needs prayer because of a situation they're going through feel alone, you feel sad. Jesus said, I will be with you always, even until the end of this age. If that's you, come forward. Somebody here is struggling with sin. You feel like God has abandoned you because you've let him down when the opposite is true. God says once more, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Philippians 1.9 says, I will accomplish in you that which I meant to accomplish. If that's you, come down. I need my prayer people up here, please. I need my prayer people up here, please. Come on. I want you guys to come closer together. Come on. Come closer together. Whatever it is, take it to the Lord right now. Between you and God, begin to speak his word. If you don't know his word, we'll just say some of the verses that I spoke today. Speak the word of the Lord. The Bible, this Bible says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. If that is the only word that you speak, let, there be, let that be. If you need healing in your body, say, by his stripes, I am healed. Amen? By his stripes, I am healed. Come on. I want you to pray. Seek him right now. Speak the word of God. 
Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. Oh God, thank you, Jesus. For those of you who are out there, I want you to put your hands out like this and begin praying over them. Speak the word of God over them. Oh God, we need healing. Oh God, we need healing in this town. We need healing in this church. God, we speak healing to PJ and to Margaret, God. God, I speak healing over my dad's mind, God, and my mom's mind, God. Oh God, I speak healing over Margaret, God, and PJ and Michelle, God. Oh Lord, by your stripes they've been healed, God. Lord, we speak the word of God. Oh God, we speak the word of God in James. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit to God. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Oh God, we speak the word of God. We speak the word of God. We speak the word of God. We speak the word of God in our classrooms. We speak the word of God over our families. We speak the word of God over our homes. We speak the word of God over our children. We speak the word of God over our, over our extended families, God. We speak the word of God over our church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, God. You are worthy, God. Come on, tell him he's worthy. Tell him he's worthy. Tell him he's worthy. Tell him he's worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.